haven't had a Celsius since last Monday. Um, I had one yesterday. I hardly ever drink them, but I feel like the days that I definitely need them are on Mondays because mm -hmm. it's so fast-paced throughout the day. And I'm like, oh. Were you awake with that storm? No. They talked about it at church, and I was like, wait, there was a storm? And then I remember our um, tomato plant fell over yeah i'm glad that there wasn't a hundred mile an hour winds because uh... but then did you feel the wind yesterday mm. dude it was like boston was like having a hard time catching his breath it was like kept blowing in his face i woke up from it or oh. before it started i woke up and then i got the alert and it was like severe weather with 90 mile an hour winds and i was like perfect i'm getting up <laughs> Yeah, but you're like a weather... Well, yeah, I don't want to be asleep and a tornado come get me. True. I don't... I mean, I think at that point your phone would be like... It didn't make noise when that went up, off. Really? Really. See, that's so weird. Okay, so speaking of that, this is so random and has nothing to do with what we're do talking about today. But in the Shiny Happy People, um, um, she said that... Amy's mom would have to call Jim, Bob, and Michelle to let them know that there was a tornado warning because they wouldn't watch it on TV. Oh, at that point, just let them, let them go. Oh, okay. Well, good morning. <laughs> um, my Adderall's kicked in, but the caffeine has not, so I can still feel it, like, in my eyes. Like, I'm, like, tired. Um, mm -hmm. But today, we're going to talk about um, kind of who we are outside of the salon and, like, what makes us us outside of the salon and also so outside of the salon we morph into one person yeah. and then we just yeah we're just one person and we go on about our day <laughs> nothing's different yeah nothing's different i actually think that our home life is what defines us most as being individuals yeah just because like Obviously, I'm not married to Chase, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you have your, like, things, and then I have my things, and we're just, like, mm -hmm. totally different people outside of business that um, I think it's... Well, if we didn't, I think we'd be dead. Yep. I cannot wait for us to... It's, we've come to the conclusion. I've made the executive decision that this will happen one day. We are going to get, like, ten acres. Oh, yeah, I, I saw updated that. Chase on that. Oh, okay. And he was for it. Do really? you know how... There's an ad. You know how I was saying, like, he wanted to live in a neighborhood when yeah. we have kids? I mean, yeah. we do live in a neighborhood, but, like, he's like, when our kids are old enough to, like, have friends and play and all mm -hmm. that, he wants to live, still live in a neighborhood for that reason. And then I was like, okay, I know you want to do this, but Alex and I have been talking, and this is what we want to do, and then they can have a little warehouse 
thing for the C3 electric right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think that's a good idea. Like, honestly, like, gives me, because, like, family and, like, get-togethers and, like, just, like, having that time together is, like, something that just, like, warms my heart. And, like, Mm -hmm. big family get-togethers, I just love it. So, like, literally living that life every day. I know that that's, like, sounds, like, not real, right? Well, that's why I sent that. I know, TikTok like, that's to you. like, man, so it was, the TikTok was, like, this family of, like, what, like, it would be, like, four brothers and sisters with all of their kids, and then the in-laws on every side lived yeah. on, like, 20 acres with, like, homestead stuff, you know, and I'm like, dude, that sounds like living the dream, but, like, I honestly, like, kind of got icked out at the fact, like, we could live out, and, like, sorry, there's a gnat, and it's trying to get in my mouth. It's trying to get your Celsius, that's what it wants. Just, like, take a little bit of it and, like, dab it on the table. Nasty. So that, like, see. Yeah. That's how you know I have a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got rid of them all last night. We have that bug spray or the salt. Have you seen those? The salt guns? Oh, yeah. That get rid of flies? Yeah. So I, I literally one. have to vacuum, like, every day because there's salt everywhere. But, like, oh. it's, I think fly spotters are so gross. So. I just whack it with a wet towel. Oh. That's an idea. I could do that. Um, Anyways, the the, the home, video. The, yeah. What is it? What is it? Convent? Is it convent? No, it's not convent. Um, I would just say compound. compound. That's yeah. the word. Compound. Um, so yeah, we were like, I was telling Chance about it. I was like, yeah, I just want to like buy like ten acres and like Lexi want to live on one side and we live on the other and like our kids can like be the bestest of friends and like you know I grew up with my cousins and like I didn't know any different mm-hmm. you know so like. I think that, and we all lived within the same, like, one to, I would say, one mile radius. Like, my Mimi's house was, like, central location, and then my aunt and then my dad lived off of that, and, like, it was so nice to just be able to, like, oh, I'm going over to Katie's house, and, like, I walked over to her house, Mm -hmm. you know, stopping for a bite to eat at Mimi's, you know, like, it was so nice to be able to do that, and it kind of makes me emotional thinking about our kids being able to do that, (sighs) but... Chase was like, yeah, we'll all have golf carts, and we'll just drive over to each other's houses, was like awesome he did say one thing that he will not do is get farm animals he said i might be farmer mitchell but i'm not a farmer mitchell damn (laughs) it's like i think i think maybe he might might be against it like or he might be for it one day i don't know that was one thing he was like i'm not because i was like we can get goats and horses he was like no we can get corgis Okay, yeah, corgis are farm animals, bro. They are. They'll, they'll herd the cows. Yeah, and so are my little well, other Charlie. Charlie will ride on the golf cart. Charlie, car. I'm sorry, but he might be gone by then. I... Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was eating chicken last night, and I was like, I want to just, like, buy a whole chicken. <laughs> like, buy, like, go to a butcher and just get a whole chicken. Like, buy a whole chicken oh, and have yeah. access to the whole thing. Yeah. Which, granted... It's not as much meat as, like, you would get on a whole cow, yeah. but obviously. But I like the the idea of, like, knowing where my chicken came from. I mean, we live in Tyson. Eggs. Yes. Mm. See? But chicken, they're they're gross. Yeah, I know. So maybe we, could, we couldn't have chickens. The, like, big, what are they? They're the big chicken houses. Chicken yeah. Those are, one, hella expensive. No, I don't want that many chickens. Okay. I'm saying, like, maybe, like, 10 to 12. And, like, a little... And a but chicken they, coop. I've seen, like, on TikTok, like, you have to... Uh, hawks or something, they'll come and get them. Or, like, uh, coyotes. Okay. You have to, like, go 
hit pans together. <laughs> Get away! Maddie has some chickens that uh, they've had for a really long time, and Boston just like loves walking out there and just like, ah! <laughs> like he loves it. He's like a, a, the despicable me minion. He literally is the definition of a minion. <laughs> so that kind of like goes into. I, I feel like we could say this is a two-part series because this is a big part of who we are and um, kind of like natural minded yeah conscious natural minded um, so I um, I guess we can just kind of go in I want to like teach people how to be more like mindful of what they're putting into their bodies right yeah as we sit here and drink a cold celsius you know it's like the same amount of um what's the word uh what, what is that word the word uh this is not natural but um, it's better than a red bull yeah it might say i mean it's gluten-free it's non-gmo it's certified vegan but this is probably one of the definitions of greenwashing oh yeah I think that's a big one. I think, like, that's kind of, yes, I'm glad you said that because I want, that's my goal in this series, I guess you could say, um, like, teaching people to just know when people are trying to take advantage of you mm-hmm. and, like, knowing how to do the research for yourself to know whether or not that, that truly is greenwashing or it truly mm-hmm. is, you know, not as good for you or whatever. But I wanted to start it out with who we are outside of the salon so you can kind of get an idea for like how we live our everyday life so um you know because living like this is not complicated in fact I feel like it's much more um simple once you get used to it um and you feel so much better about yourself I I feel like at least that's what Mm -hmm. the the goal that I've come up with um but I guess Lexi. Yeah, I was like, mine will probably be a little shorter. But <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you don't have kids yet, and that's like a huge thing for me and right, my journey. Right, right. That's why, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with, um, my mom's always been kind of like that. Like, I feel like it's gotten um, more vamped up, or I'm not going to say worse, because it's not bad. It's just gotten more the older that I've gotten older she's gotten the more we've researched things and just realized things and to be fair like I want to put like disclaimer like we do not not like anybody that doesn't view life the same way that we do because we see so many people every day yeah um we're not like if you don't live your life like this we don't care Right. Like, we want you to better your life or put good things in your body, but it doesn't... This is just how we do it. It makes us feel good. Right. And this is our opinion. But also, like, the one thing that we will not talk about, we've already drawn the line at talking about it, is COVID. But the one thing I will say about it is that it... I feel like for your mom, for me, for a lot of people, um, COVID the sickness and COVID the vaccine has definitely made people be more aware of, yeah, of yeah. things. And 2020 own, yeah, yeah. has opened everybody's eyes. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that's, we're not really going to talk about COVID. It's just still fresh. 
Just, well, and also, like, this goes so much deeper for us than mm-hmm. just COVID. Right, right. So, like, taking COVID out of the equation, like, it just goes so much deeper for yeah. us. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, just, like, growing up, I'm an only child, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> she's always been very conscious of, like, what she puts in her body. Um, so, we've always eaten pretty clean. Um, I mean, we still get processed stuff, but, you know, yeah, just, like... She's been gluten-free for 10-plus years. I don't remember when she hasn't been gluten-free, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, like, I knew about just, like, we'd go to the farmer's market. And we would, you know, my mom and Poppy had a garden. So, we would get, like, fresh vegetables mm-hmm. from there. But, as a kid, you don't really care. And you don't know. Yeah. And, like, even until, like... I met you. I didn't care. I mean, I was coming out of high school. You didn't and, really have a reason to care. Right. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I'm just eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after I stopped dancing, I mean, I didn't realize how much of a workout that was until I stopped. I did it from, like, three years old on. So, it just, after high school, my, my body changed and it was just hard to adjust that. So, um... Then I met Alex, and you weren't, like, you were gluten-free. I was at the time, yeah. But Which, you, that's, like, a whole... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But you weren't really, like, crazy crunchy, crunchy yet. Or even scrunchy at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so then I met her, and after she had Boston, I feel like that's kind of when you switched, and then, like... I saw that, and I saw just, like, you having your kid and just, which you'll get into that. I'm kind of just showing my side, but how things affected him, and it really, like, even though I don't have kids, like, seeing people close to me have kids really has opened my eyes on new things and kind of And having firsthand accounts Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference because, like, the only other person in my life at that time that was having kids was Courtney. Yeah. And, you know, she was, she had been pregnant while she was here, but, like, we hardly ever saw each other, not as, at least not as much as we did when, you know, so, like, that that was the only other person I had when I was pregnant was her, and she's lived that way her whole life, too, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, but not as much as she is now, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, having the firsthand accounts help especially having people that have had kids recently because mm-hmm. times change so frequent like obviously but like time the way people do things and the things that are popular and you know studies and all those things change so much within having kids in even a year like just have or 18 months between my kids like things are were so different mm-hmm. so yeah so that kind of like once she started looking into that I feel like we kind of went on it together mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I started so I mean you can jump off that well I just like it's I'm so grateful I think I had this epiphany the other day I'm so thankful that you know generally everyone in the salon is about the same um and I'm so thankful that you know you and I are literally on the same exact wavelength like I don't have to convince you one way or another you don't have to convince me another way like we are on the same wavelength when it Mm -hmm. comes to that stuff so like you know I know that like any advice that I give you for kids 
like you're probably like oh well she's had two you know Mm -hmm. like you're probably gonna not take it with a grain of salt and but also I know that every kid is different you know whatever yeah um but yeah so I grew up you know eating processed foods like most people in America um I didn't really um know like but the thing is is like my papa had like this like huge farm and I would go out there with a salt shaker and literally take a tomato off the vine. I have a scar on my hand from a tomato hornworm because those things are ginormous and they hurt. Um, but I just, like, my idea of good food has always been fresh food. Like, fresh food, I'm not picky at all. And um, so food has always been, um, like, I always crave the good stuff, right? Like, the... But also, like, I'm a sucker for a sweet tooth. And mm-hmm. I think also, like, you know, different traumas in my life, just like anybody else in the world, can rely, start to rely on food and, like, have that unhealthy relationship with food. And I honestly think, like, everybody might struggle with that in some area of their mm-hmm. life. But yep. I don't think that um, – I – okay, yeah. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but when I got married, we went on our honeymoon. We went on a cruise. And, uh, I, I think because I didn't like the way that they had made the margaritas, I stuck strictly to beer and I wasn't really much of anything else. I was like a novice drinker. Like I didn't, it was like some sweet wine. And obviously if I'm sitting in the sun all day, I don't want to be drinking sweet wine, you know? So I just like stuck strictly to beer while I think paired with the stress of like going on the cruise, whatever, um, last, the last night on the cruise, we were at a comedy show and I noticed like the inside of my legs were just really itchy. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like what if I got like some fungus from Jamaica? Like that would suck. Um, and so <laughs> on the way back, we were actually on the plane and I was like going to the bathroom and cause I was like, there's gotta be something crawling on me. It literally Ooh. felt like, so then I noticed like I started getting this like widespread rash on my legs and I was like this is so weird and I have I still have pictures from it oh yeah I've seen them um so we're we had to drive back from Dallas back to northwest Arkansas and um I literally I was all I wanted to do was take Benadryl because I knew at that moment granted me now I wouldn't take Benadryl but like at the time I'm like I want to take Benadryl so bad um and I'm I can't because we're driving home and we're both having a hard time staying awake. Um, but this rash gets so bad. It's like on the inside of my arm, basically anywhere that's like that, like thinner skin, you know, like the inside of your thighs and right here, like it started getting like, it didn't even look like there was no pimples. It was raised, but it wasn't like hives or anything like that. It was very, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, so I had no idea what was going on. Somebody was like, oh, it's folliculitis. And then somebody was like, oh, you're having an allergic reaction to something. And then, um, you know, you need to take X, Y, and Z. I'd literally take every, taken everything. Nothing worked. So um, it was getting to the point where I was at work at our first salon. I was at work and I could not work. Like I was like itching so bad. Mm. It was bruising from where I was itching mm. it so bad. 
And um, so I finally decided, I was like, I'm going to go to urgent care. I have no idea what's going on. Well, I'm so thankful that I went to the urgent care that I did because the doctor actually knew exactly what was going on from the moment I described like, hey, like I drank strictly beer this entire trip. Like I was not strict on anything that I was eating, whatever. So he actually said it was a wheat rash and that I probably needed to throttle back on the gluten, um, probably eliminate it completely because my body was just having a crazy histamine reaction. So I cut that out completely and like literally within two days, the rash completely cleared up. Um, He gave me a like prescription of some kind that knocked me out, but it was also like heavy antihistamine. Um, And then he gave me triamcinolone, which is a steroid cream. Mm. And um, so I'm sure that that contributed to getting better, but like I never had issues with it again. Got pregnant with Boston in December of 2019. And I... Uh, started eating gluten gluten again because I had heard like people who had allergies to some things, you know, like didn't, they didn't have to, or like lactose intolerance or whatever. So like I never had an issue, even though I was reintroducing gluten again. And um, so had gluten all throughout my pregnancy, had Boston at 37 weeks because I got preeclampsia because um, I'm not going to say like formally, like that's what the doctor told me. Um, but I definitely think it has something to do with the fact that my iron was so low and my blood, my heart was just like working so hard. My iron got down to seven, which normal is like 12 and a half to like 15. Um, I'm naturally anemic. So, you know, we're just sensitive flowers over here. Um, but had Boston at 37 weeks, got induced. Um, I remember that day still. I literally... (laughs) remember the day that I was like, I'm not gonna have a baby today. They're just gonna send me home. And like, I literally walk into the the doctor's office and he's like, so like, do you have a way to get your things here? Because <laughs> you, are you ready to have a baby? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, no, I still gotta work. Yeah. And then Chance is like, oh, we're doing this now? And I'm like, yeah. He said, you might want to call your husband. I'm like, okay. Um, so, uh, have Boston, whatever. I get an epidural and um, I ended up actually getting a CSF leak, which is a cerebral spinal fluid leak from where the catheter was for my epidural. And I basically like only felt relief when I was laying on my back for the, like the first week. Um, his, the first week of his whole life is a blur and I feel so bad because like that's your first kid and it's a blur anyway, but like having that added on top of it also, not to mention redheads, their clotting factor is like, or at least for me, I don't know about other people, but my clotting factor is like in the trash can. So that's probably why that like where that catheter was placed, it didn't like clot, clot back, back up yeah. because that's how they fix it is they go in and put a blood patch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it finally ended up going away. I went to the chiropractor like every day for a week. So it fixed itself? It fixed itself, yeah. Um, and... So that was really traumatic. I freaking hated that. Um, it was the worst headache. Like it's worse than a migraine because basically that spinal fluid that's like cushioning your brain is like leaking out. Right. And I like, it literally was just the worst headache ever. So anyway, I told myself, I was like, from this point, like, I don't know if we're, you know, going to have any more kids soon, but like, I really don't want another epidural. For that reason. mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, Boston, he couldn't, he didn't pass his hearing test from the moment he came out. 
and I was like there's something wrong here like my mom gut was just like I don't feel like this is right so he we kept trying to get hearing test after hearing test after hearing test and his ears were either too small or he kept failing them so we finally went to an ENT and the purpose was for him to figure out why he wasn't getting like why he couldn't hear and the doctor was like actually um he's never going to be able to hear unless we put tubes in because the way that he explained it it wasn't like a a typical oh he needs tubes because he's gonna he had ear infection after he had his first round of antibiotics at six weeks old like he had an ear infection at six weeks old like this kid his gut is probably destroyed at this point but like we're trying we're working on it um but they're not supposed to like it's not recommended that you get antibiotics before three months and he was like six weeks old and of course like i'm just going by what the doctor's telling me Mm. doctor's like yep he's fine but he's got an ear infection here's some amoxicillin here's some seftonir here's this here's that and his poor little butt is just like tore up from the floor up and i just feel so bad for him and i just like so we ended up going to an auntie and the auntie was like, he's actually never going to be able to hear, and he's going to continue to get ear infections. Um, so it, he just made it seem like it was almost like a birth defect. Like, his ears just didn't develop the... And I guess that's what kids who have frequent ear infections have anyway, but, like, to me, it just seemed like the way that he was explaining it was it was never going to fix itself. Um, so we got him... Uh, tubes at six months which normally they don't do that unless they're over nine months old um so we got him tubes and they did a sedated hearing test and he also clipped his lip and tongue tie at that point um and because I was still trying to nurse I was fully pumping we had problems nursing um so I was like you know gonna try it whatever didn't work still but um he passed his sedated hearing test and to this day, I'm not convinced that it wasn't just because he cleared out all that fluid. I think he might be hard of hearing, and I think the scar tissue from that might be, I don't know. I don't, I think I might be coming across, like, I have a lot, a million and one problems, but this is just, like, a compilation of why I've gotten to the point of where I have, so I'm just obviously picking out the highlights of that, mm-hmm. but... I think it was about when Boston was, so I got pregnant with Baylor when Boston was nine months old. And I had went to my first doctor that delivered Boston and I get in there and they don't even do like, I'm, granted I had a healthy pregnancy and I didn't have any history of loss. So like I didn't, there was no red flags. But the first thing they said to me when I walked in was like, okay, so you're due on your flu vaccine, you're due on the COVID vaccine and you're due on um, the DTAP. And I was like eight weeks pregnant. Right. And so they were like, do you want to get all those today? And I was like, I mean, that seems excessive. I mean, I knew I didn't want the COVID vaccine, but I was like, that seems excessive. Um, let me wait on that. And like, I didn't even see the doctor that day. And I just did not feel very well taken care of. And I was just like, I do not feel heard. I feel like a number. So I think that that's kind of like what spiraled me into like, figuring things out for myself and also having Courtney as like that, like, Hey, you know that this, because of this, this, and this, this Mm -hmm. could happen. Right. Well, also you were nervous because you had Mm preeclampsia and you didn't want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's, that's another reason. Right. And it's like, I have to be proactive now for the future. Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyway, I, uh, 
I ended up going to my doctor that delivered Baylor. I ended up getting getting in with her and, um, you know, fantastic. Love her so much. Would not recommend anybody but her and her clinic. It's so great. Um, but I kind of just was like having this epiphany. I was like, you know, this doctor also, okay, so Boston, because he couldn't hear until he was six months old, he had to have speech therapy. He wasn't, he didn't even start like babbling until he was nine months old. And he was just like severely delayed. Um, and, um, so I was like, okay, we got to do something about this. So I sent it in to his original pediatrician and was like, hey, I need this referral for speech therapy. They evaluated him. They already said he needed it. And his doctor was like, yeah, let's reevaluate this when he turns two. I remember that. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He was like, he doesn't need it. It was a televisit, a telehealth visit. He's like, he doesn't need it. Like, he's not babbling. He is nine months old and he is not babbling. He needs speech therapy. He needs individualized care for him and all the things. Mm -hmm. And they actually evaluated him for occupational speech and physical. And he denied every single one of them. Because when did he start crawling? He really... He, we went to the beach when he was eight months old. And he wasn't. He was just then sitting up. Yeah. Just then. I know. And, um, of course, like, the doctor is like, oh, it's normal. You know, kids move at their own pace. Boys are slower. Like, okay, I get that to a certain point, but he could not hear, even in utero. Like, babies can hear. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't hear, even in utero, until he was six months old. Like, firm foundations are created in utero and in those first couple of months of life. And he didn't get any of that. And so I was like, you know what? Like I told Chance, I said, this is a red flag for me. And I just don't think we can, we can see him anymore. So, um, I ended up getting with our current pediatrician and I love her so much. She's so great. Um, and she ended up calling in those referrals for Boston before she even met him. She was like, there's no reason she actually has an autistic son. And I think that that's probably why she was so gung ho for it. Mm -hmm. But she was like, early intervention is key. And the earlier, the better. So, and if they're going to come to his school, why, why is he denying it? Right. So anyway, we moved away from that clinic and moved to our new one and we love it. Um, and, but I just like started becoming way more conscious of what I was putting into my baby's body because he had been through so much already and I did not want to further exacerbate any problems that he had. And he also had eczema really bad, and that's been we've we're still dealing with that. But like we've, I went gluten free again, and I love it. I I think that the perception is that it's really hard, but I don't eat a lot of processed foods anyway, so I think that helps because like, you know, I don't eat bread, I don't eat you know Cheez Its, I don't eat Pop Tarts, I don't eat things like that. But you know. And it doesn't feel like the end of the world to me. The one thing that I could say I miss the most is brownies. And if I have to have them. No, I the think, gluten-free brownies, though, they'd be good. Yeah. Be yeah. Good. Um, so, I mean, if I need them, I'm going to go get those. You yep. know what I'm saying? I am also gluten-free, but I haven't been gluten-free as long as her. I tried. Like, we, we tried to do it together, and then I failed. Cause I honestly think that so it's, it's like, a matter of, like, what your lifestyle looked like previously about the amount of shift that you're going to have to make. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I didn't eat a lot of processed foods. So, like, you know, 
dis also disclaimer when something says like gluten free um it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better for you because rather than the alternative um because they just typically replace that gluten with more sugars mm -hmm. so like if i'm i'm trying to think like gluten-free noodles right like like branded or gluten-free crackers or pretzels or anything like that oreos any yeah. of that like just any processed gluten-free stuff it's nice because it's like if you can't have that like every once in a while it's like it's a treat mm -hmm. but it's still like if you're if you're looking to go gluten-free to like lose weight or whatever like or just like because you're so inflamed because yeah. bread is very inflammatory mm -hmm. and so or like wheat or i i will say so i have um which my first doctor thought it was carpal tunnel but then my new doctor he's like no i think you just have a pinched nerve somewhere but obviously infl inflammation is going to mm -hmm. make it worse he was like um i went gluten-free started working out and had um there was something else that was like I, something that i had changed all in one one month oh I started my Adderall Ugh. like all in one month so like my body was like freaking no out. wonder your body was but, really yeah um but I uh when I went gluten-free like I would do hair and my right hand would go completely numb and I was like honestly contemplating surgery at that point because like it's painful mm -hmm. it's not just like oh it goes numb and then you know oh wow you have a numb hand like it hurts it aches um so I uh since being gluten-free I have not I mean there's some tingles but there's not you know mm -mm. I noticed that the other day when I foil it is not like it was well because like every day I would hear we were literally next to each other so mm -hmm. um I would hear, oh, hands numb. I would, like, have to, like, <laughs> sit there and, like, shake it out, yeah. like, for blood flow. But I, I, to get I back haven't to heard it. that recently. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, like, so with my daughter, I was like, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. I don't want Pitocin. I don't want intervention. I don't want anything. Um, I ended up having to get induced because this girl over here is a planner and had a healthy pregnancy, no preeclampsia, but I had put people on my books at exactly eight weeks. So I didn't, I couldn't afford the time to go to 41 weeks. Um, but I ended up getting Pitocin and, um, had unmedicated delivery with Pitocin, which honestly, I feel like if I was to do it again, I would do it again like that because my water broke at 8.15 and she was delivered at 11 15 so it was very fast paced and i um i loved my experience i i if i could get pregnant again just to do the delivery part of it i would i would go through childbirth again just so i could like have that euphoric feeling of being like yeah I fucking did it well seeing seeing her kids and how they have developed differently too has kind of validated like my feelings towards it mm -hmm. and so like when I do have kids I mean obviously I'm going to value your advice right. and also my mom's advice too like um kind of I feel like we all kind of have that same mm -hmm. thinking um so it's it's really nice like it's, it's a good learning experience and right. all that and uh I'm kind of teaching Chase yeah. a little bit about that and yeah. It's all just about doing your own research, and mm -hmm. I feel like Not I'm, I'm definitely have been a follower 
kind of still am a little bit on things, but like kind of, I, I think 2020 really opened our eyes on that and realizing like my mindset before was like, well, you know, whatever they tell me, whatever. Because they have your best interest. Well, that's, that's the thing mm-hmm. that people really need to get away from in knowing that like Western medicine now is not, granted there's some people that are, but normally it's for padding their pockets, not for your best interest. There's very rarely do you find a doctor that's actually like about your health and about your like well-being and you know it's about their money and how much money they're getting. Yeah. It's I mean, a rabbit it's a whole rabbit we hole. We won't talk more into that um but I would just recommend doing your own research and then whatever you feel is best for you and yeah. or your children both whatever then you do that because as a mother as a mother your decision for your kids is the best decision whatever that decision is you are their biggest advocate and you have to make that decision however you feel it's right your decision is the best decision whatever it is so and like don't look at just like biased articles like Maybe look at both sides yeah. or try to find more unbiased things that are and it straight facts. It truthfully is based on how you feel and how you how you feel, mm-hmm. what areas of your life you feel convicted in as a parent. Yeah. You know? So, um, but I was going to say something else. We have to watch. So, Boston is gluten-free, and we have to really watch what he eats because um, his eczema is so bad. Um, but, so that's been kind of a shift. Now, he does eat a little bit more processed foods because he's a toddler and it's easy. Um, but, you know, I I really try hard to make sure he we're, like, eating cleaner things. So, like, his processed foods come from Aldi. And if you didn't know, Aldi believes in, like, no GMOs, no – any kind of dyes or any um, MSG in their food. So they only put – foods so even if it's like a cheese it knockoff it's still not gonna have those things um but he can't have any gluten so we have to kind of really watch what he eats but it makes me feel better a little bit more peace knowing that at least it's coming from somewhere that has good good traditional values when it comes to their food Mm -hmm. um not into making people sicker so that kind of goes into scratching the surface on non-toxic things i feel like that's becoming more popular nowadays mm-hmm. which is great the guy at church actually said that to me yesterday the what? guy that works with me he oh. was like you know people are really um this whole ewg app is oh. just popping off which it's great but that also comes with more greenwashing mm-hmm. products which whatever like, they want to promote they're gonna say is great right greenwashing yeah. means like i guess you can put i don't know what's okay like so the, like okay this says uh essential energy clinically proven no sugar no preservatives and then like somewhere on the can it probably could say like clean energy or you know clean whatever and like greenwashing could be like if they put green writing it doesn't have to just be green but this is an example like green writing on a dawn dish soap bottle that has a leaf on it like just because it has a leaf on it meaning but that could totally mean that it's not even any better i've seen where regular products are like you know rated at like a c Mm. but then the greenwashed products is like a d so i looked up greenwashing examples so it says like 
making broad sustainability claims without evidence, overstate their positive environmental effects in marketing materials, Mm -hmm. advertise products as eco-friendly but source raw materials from unsustainable suppliers. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, okay, another good example of greenwashing in general is um, produce, right? So, like, produce... um, you know, you go to the Walmart section and you get your bananas and your apples and your spinach and your broccoli and all the things, but you're like just grabbing it off the shelf, right? Well, of course they're sprayed with pesticides and like all kinds of things and processed through facilities and like they, that's why you you have to wash your produce. If you're not washing your produce, you're not living life the right way. Anyway. The wax coating that's on a lot of everything. Yeah. So anyway, the preservative, you think, oh, I'm going to buy organic, right? because it's going to be better for me right no what that means is that they just used a different pesticide that's organic i've never seen these what is that so i just looked it up and it says it's coca-cola life sweetened with cane sugar and stevia okay so that might be a little better than just like regular cane sugar only goes so far right but you also have to look at what brand is making this and then how big is this brand you have to you have to also like that's why i'm saying like this goes so this goes so deep because like there's so much corruption everywhere in everything and their main goal is to pad their pockets and they're gonna do whatever it takes so they could say cane sugar or all natural or whatever natural flavoring yes it always gets chased he goes look i got this this is natural flavoring and i was like look at the ingredients and Mm -hmm. it's like the whole back so if the less ingredients on your can or on your food the better Mm because like for us I feel like we aren't as educated on like the actual wording of certain things I know examples of like things that like I know like cinnamon toast crunch has rat poison in it but I don't I couldn't tell you what it was I'd have to look it up but that's what we wanted to take the second part about right. was to like actually like like if your ingredients list is like this whole thing, and now this is just like the facts and all, but like these ingredients, I mean, there's not a lot, but it's still still not the best. I just urge everybody, everybody that's listening, whether you have a Coke in your cup holder or you have you're snacking on some Oreos, just go look at the ingredients list. If you don't know what those are, like I know some natural things could have a more complicated name but like like baking soda uh sodium bicarbonate oh like some people are yeah. i don't know what that is no it's baking soda um but if you don't know what those are please look them up please look them up and see what they do to your body mm-hmm. some of these things that are in our foods there's like things like what's another one that, there's like a cross between it's also in something like okay there's a debate about citric acid, whether or not it's good for you or not. Mm. But, like, citric acid, like, burns things, right? Like, it burns and cleans things. But then, like, some people are saying, oh, citric acid is really great for your hair. But then some people are also saying, like, it's a preservative, so, like, it's bad. And, like, there's a whole bunch of controversy around citric acid. Um, but... I don't know enough about it, so I can't speak I mean, on it. But people might be like, "Well, what I'm getting is fine. I'm, I'm okay. I'm living great, and I feel great." I would just maybe challenge you to, um, okay, the number one thing people say is first 
throw your um your uh laundry laundry what is it called detergent no fabric softener sheets dryer sheets dryer sheets throw them away they are the most toxic thing you can put in your household Mm -hmm. throw them away i use those wool balls and i uh sent them with essential oils and it works perfectly fine Mm -hmm. um and like cleaning stuff cleaning products i've never like i instantly get a headache when i smell it okay smells so i saw a tiktok i think i told you this one time so the art of homemaking was actually called homemaking for a reason Mm. because yeah it's cleaning is an actual science right because like in the 50s we didn't have 500 different cleaning products to choose from we didn't have a toilet bowl cleaner for this and we didn't have a dishwasher tab for that and a soap for this and a soap for that like we didn't have 200 different options right so um this is where like corruption comes in right so like vinegar ammonia um baking soda lemon like all the things that like are you know essentially the bases i feel like for um like cleaning products Mm -hmm. like you had to know as a homemaker in the 50s 60s whenever you had to know not not to to mix together. together right so like if you mix bleach and ammonia you make mustard gas which is incredibly toxic um so like as a homemaker you had to know what that was and that's why it's like the art of cleaning the science of cleaning but as societies came around like media and marketing has made it made you think that you need 500 different Mm -hmm. products for cleaning right you don't you need you need a toilet bowl cleaner and you need a dishwasher blah 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 blah, whatever so um you're also saving money right do you want to save money (laughs) so for me i don't have toilet bowl cleaner i don't have um like multi-purpose spray i don't have uh my own right so we get that the south suds mm-hmm. right um and you can use that for laundry detergent dishwasher well no actually they said not to put it in the dishwasher i don't think i use it to clean my fruit yes and then um like my multi-purpose cleaner is that and it's honestly the best i've ever used and honestly if you have not jumped on the vin- vinegar bandwagon vinegar oh. is so good for a lot of things i use it as Love a it um laundry or fabric softener mm-hmm. it gets smells out yep. it gets it's literally just so good and it's like all natural so mirrors yeah oh yes mirrors for sure yep. um glass cleaner it's amazing so um yeah the art of homemaking that mm-hmm. was like the whole thing i started with cleaning products so like obviously switching all your stuff you don't like it's so much money to switch uh-huh. all your stuff to non-toxic so i started like slowly switching like cleaning products because i noticed like especially in my bathroom when i would clean it like i would get the biggest headache after mm-hmm. and i was like this is this should not be normal artificial like, fragrance i'm like man. holding my nose mm-hmm. while i'm cleaning well and that's why mar- media want or not media marketing agents walmart like bigger companies like they want it to be so easy for you to just grab that five dollar bottle of cleaner because right. so it is have, like five hundred yeah. yeah like it is easier but like also like what are those things doing to your body mm-hmm. and hormones and all the things oh, like in your yeah. skin like i cleaned the bathtub one time this is how sensitive boston is or before i even switched everything i cleaned the bathtub one time put them in the bath like after i had rinsed it out but i guess i didn't rinse it out good enough Ooh. and like it flared up his eczema like mm. all over and i was like poor guy okay so um you know and there's like tips and tricks for everything nowadays yep. i feel like but pinterest tiktok 
Instagram. Yeah. It can seem really intimidating, but that's kind of, like, why we're here. I feel like that's, like, you know. Yeah. But I challenge you to just, like, look into it. Look at, look if at, you're interested, just look into it and start simple. I was going to say, but we're kind of running out of time. I was yep. going to say we could pull up a thing of like monster ingredients list versus this one because this is carbonated filtered water, citric acid, natural flavor, sucralose, beta carotene. Sucralose. For, but Terrible. it says beta carotene for color. Yeah. So it's like d- descriptive, you know, for what it's used yeah. for. So anyways, just um, be mindful. We'll on our instagram we'll post like some pictures of like side by sides of like greenwashing and maybe some ingredient things but yeah so that's kind of just like scratching the surface of our lifestyle out of the salon yeah i mean mine definitely did take up like half the episode but it's fine you know we'll we'll talk more about this and you know i feel like this is like a huge brand for us even in the salon so um why we make decisions that we make so um yeah so yeah all right well have a good weekend have a good day Bye.